0: Shabbat Shalom and greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. We are deep, well into the feasts of the seventh month and Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. Shabbat Shalom to all of you live in the chat. Remember to give give us some thumbs up and subscribe to the channel and make connections with one another. TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect. You can connect together on all of our Zoom platforms, especially during this Feastal season as we come into Sukkot. And we've just gone through, of course, Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur. Today, we're going to be delving in. We're coming to the close of a revelation. We're in the 21st chapter today. So Put a thumb there in your scriptures and turn to Revelation chapter 21. And thank you all for the letters that you've been sending, the correspondence. We even got one here in studio, slipped under the door today. And thank you all so much for your generous donations. And if you haven't thought about um, supporting the ministry, please do take that to prayer and consider Torah to the tribes in the stewardship of your tithes and offerings. What a blessing. Again, we are jumping into the apocalypse. Revelation chapter 21 today. Now, where do I start? I mean, what a hope. What a glory. Let's start with the actual text. How about that? What a thought. And I saw a renewed heavens. It's not new, it is renewed. A renewed heavens and a renewed earth. For the first heaven and the first earth, it had passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, Yochanan, John, saw the Kadosh, the holy city, the renewed Jerusalem, coming down from Yahweh out of the heavens prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There's my hope, there's your hope, and it is encouraging. And I tell you what, I need some encouragement in this world, and you need some encouragement in this world. These are the full feasts of Yahuwah. And as we get into these closing chapters of Revelation, just remember, the spring feasts mark events that have happened in Israel's past whereas the full feasts, they mark what will happen in Israel's future, in our future. They're not only chronological steps in Yahuwah's plan of redemption and salvation for us all from these nations that we're in, but it's an orchestra that has been laid out through the apocalypse. But we're going to find on these exact days of the full feasts, Significant events not only happened in the past, but they are going to happen in our present reality and outlined here in the book of Revelation. And they are relevant to the people of Yahuwah. And we've just celebrated Yom Kippur. But how do we celebrate Yom Kippur in Yahusha? Is it just laying an affliction of fasting and abstaining from water and abstaining from food? But the prophet Isaiah, he says thus in the 58th chapter and the sixth verse regarding the acceptable day of Yahuwah, Yom Kippur. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? to loose the bonds of wickedness. In this season of the feasts of Yahuwah, if we have just gone through Yom Kippur and we've just abstained from eating food and from drinking and you're still acquiescing to the tyranny that surrounds you, then you're not keeping the feasts. Because it says here... Part of Yom Kippur as the people of Yahweh, is an obligation and a responsibility to say enough is enough. I am going to have the bonds, the shackles of wickedness that are encroaching upon me loosed. These heavy burdens that the nations are trying to throw upon us When will you say enough is enough? Because if more people had six months ago, we wouldn't be in the predicament that we're in. It's time to break the heavy yoke that these godless heathens are putting on the people of Yahuwah. You do it to your heathen people, but you leave the saints alone. And the only recourse we have is prayer and petition and the power of the Holy Spirit. That yahweh it's not going to be me, it's not going to be you. It's Yahweh that would break the yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? To start to have now compassion for those that have acquiesced to stupid because they don't know of Yahweh. And they don't have the moral conviction that you and I do. But they're just reacting because they're scared. So now compassion rises in me for maybe those that are lost, maybe those that are hurting, but they don't know, Yahuwah, what an opportunity that you and I do have. Because it's time for us to bring to our house the poor and those that were cast out. Because when you see the naked, mm, we should cover them. Cover them in prayer. Cover them in the knowledge of Yahweh in these days and these times. That you would bring them and cover them. And for me and for you, I can't speak for you. But I am not going to hide my. Flesh and hide myself from my own flesh? Why would I want to hide myself from my own flesh? Then, when, then, you're going to really stand out and you're going to let your light shine people are going to ask you why is it that you do not hide yourself from your own flesh and then maybe you will bring forth that light will break into their life and they'll realize that there is a greater hope and a greater government that rests upon the shoulders of Yahusha. that's the prophetic full feasts of which we are now in. It is not religion. It is reality. Isaiah 58 comes into whole a whole new perspective of light. And Revelation 21 is really Shemini Atzeret. The eighth day. It's the day after the celebration of Sukkot. It's the last time now we see this fullness. It's after the millennium where the wicked will be thrown into the lake of fire, which happened in Revelation 20. The old earth and the heavens will be burned with fire and the new or renewed Jerusalem will take its place in the new heavens and the new earth. But how do we get to this place? In Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, it is written, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then, when, then he can plunder the house. Well, that just happened in chapter 20, didn't it? The strong man, Tan, was bound in chapter 20. So now we're coming into what? The plundering and the bringing of the kingdom here in chapter 21. This is all leading, of course, into Shemini Atzeret, the great day. Yahuwah takes back his kingdom as its government sits firmly upon Yahushua's shoulders. History is summed up in eight very succinct points corresponding with Shemini Atzeret, the great eighth day, as a renewed heaven and a renewed earth. Number one, we know initially the kingdom was given to Adam de Havah. Adam and Eve were given the kingdom to steward. Number two, they lost it. Number three, S.A. Tan gained it. Number four, S.A. Tan offered it to Yahushua in Matthew chapter 4 for a price. Number five, Yahushua rejected the deal with the devil. And number six, Yahushua redeemed the kingdom by his death, burial, and resurrection. And number seven, S.A. Tan... The strong man is bound. And number eight, then the kingdom comes. So the promises made to overcomers are now being fulfilled in six simple steps. Number one, the holy city of Jerusalem, we see communion with Yahweh is expressed through that Eschatological climax of a marriage, right? Number two, the dwelling of Yahuwah, which includes the tabernacle and the true temple. Number three, there's going to be an end to suffering, there's going to be an end to death. And number four, there's going to be new deeds in regards to how we live in our salvation with trustworthiness and knowing that Yahuwah is faithful to his people and to his word. And number five, living water, which means you and I becoming sons and daughters of the Most High in the fullness of the capacity that he's offered to us to grasp it right now. And number six, we find there is a final warning to the faithless and a judgment. But all of this was spoken about before in the Tanakh. This isn't something that John the Revelator came across and thought upon by himself. The psalmist says in Psalm 102, verse 25, Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, or vanish and be destroyed. But thou shalt endure, yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shalt thou change. They will pass away, come on anew, and they also shall be changed. Isaiah the prophet. In the 51st chapter, in the 6th verse said thus, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish or tear away to be washed in a salt, if you will, like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner, meaning the wicked will be burned up. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness It shall not be abolished, meaning the righteous shall have eternal life. And of course, we know Malachi, we spoke about this the other week, that the righteous shall tread down the wicked, and the wicked shall be ashes under the soles of the righteous feet in the day of Yahweh. All of this now comes into the fullness of view in Revelation chapter 21. Even the writer of the book of Hebrews in the first chapter, in the 10th verse, he knew of what John speaks about here coming in Revelation chapter 21. Look at verse 3 of our text. And I heard a great voice out of the heavens saying, See the tabernacle of Yahuwah? It's with you. It's with me. And I tell you, as I walk the streets and I navigate this world, I need that tabernacle in me. To be able to have the strength to endure, I truly do. I need to feel all of the furniture of the tabernacle coming alive in me as I walk in this world that is perishing so quickly. And look at verse 4. And Yahweh shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, For the former things have passed away. Now this isn't a totally new heaven. This isn't a totally new earth with no connection with the old. It's renewed. Isaiah says in the 65th chapter in the 17th verse, For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. But ye be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem, a rejoicing, her people, a joy, a joy. And in Romans, in the 8th chapter, in the 21st verse, these thoughts of renewal had been there for so long. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of Elohim. For we know that the whole creation, it groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Can you feel the groaning going on right now in creation, in this world? The sickness in this world? The depravity? Just as Yahushua was transfigured and as you and I will be transfigured, this world, the earth, and the heavens will be transfigured. It's a transfiguration of the whole of creation. A transfiguration of the old world is what comes into view here in the 21st chapter much like the way in which our new bodies will be transfigured. We will see it all encompassing. You can look at the text. I don't have time today. First Corinthians 15, of course. And you'll find and see that transfiguration in view in the 35th verse. And of course, in the 45th verse, it's spoken about throughout the New Testament of the creation that groaneth. The fifth verse of Revelation, in the 21st chapter, it is written, And he that sat upon the throne said, See, I make all things renewed. And he said to me, Write these words that are true, that are faithful. And he said to me, I am the Aleph and the Tav, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I will give to him that is thirsty of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Elohim, and he shall be my son. I take great comfort in being a child of Yah in these times, that he is my Elohim, that he is your Elohim. You have not been abandoned. The world has abandoned us. But hopefully we abandoned the world in our salvation, right? A long time ago. But now we're really seeing that tearing, aren't we? We're really seeing that separation. Look, we are in a transitionary period. You see, right now, the kingdoms of this world have begun their decline. And we are now being moved into the everlasting kingdom. What you and I are experiencing right now, as painful as it may be for some of you out there, is a satanic revolt to the unstoppable binding of the strong man. It's unstoppable. Satan. the strong man will be bound. It is a surety, it has been prophesied, it is written. And the world, the kingdom of Satan, is rebelling against that inevitable binding of the strong man. And if Yah and the children of Yah, through the power of the Holy Spirit, are going to bind the strong man, in the end, what do you think the rebel himself will try to do through his children against the children of Yah first. Try and bind you. Try and bind me. That is what you are experiencing right now. It's a reaction to the apocalyptic calamity of what will happen to Satan. He knows he is going to be bound. His children know they will be bound. So, therefore, it's a preemptive strike to bind the children of Yah through the world. And those that acquiesce to it will find themselves caught up in the world. But we know that ultimately we're going to get to Revelation 21. But if S.A. Tan knows that he's going to be bound, then why do you think? that he is now trying through his servants to bind you and I in all manners in this year, 2020. And of course, we know that he's using his kingdom and his servants to bring about the binding. Now, on the comment section on YouTube... Some of you have wondered about me. Why Why are you wearing a, you know, we the people baseball hat? Why are you talking about the Constitution? Why are you referencing federal laws? Don't you know that the Constitution was written by a bunch of Masonic um, occultists? Um, I mean, are you that? No, I know these things. I know these things. I'm not naive to that. I'm not oblivious to the fact that the Masons and the Jesuits had a good old hand in the writing of the Constitution. I'm not oblivious to those things. Well, why then would you speak of such things? We're the children of Yahweh, We should be on the Scriptures solely. Is that what the Scriptures teach us? What happens when we get to this place in history? When we come to such a dangerous time, that when you maybe pick up the phone and you call for assistance from the sheriff or law enforcement officers to uphold federal law, to uphold the constitution as your civil rights are being systematically stripped from you, what do you do when nobody comes to your assistance? What do you do? And why is this happening? Because not enough of you have stood up. And if more of you had stood up earlier, we wouldn't be in this predicament. Reminds me of the poem from the German Lutheran pastor. After World War II, he was reflecting back on the times and the things that he should have done and the guilt that he had. The cowardice of German intellectuals, the cowardice of German clergy. And he wrote this. First, they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I wasn't a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I didn't speak out, well, because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. When will you stand? How long will you go along with it? I mean, not everybody's going to draw the same line. You'll have to make your own decisions. But mine is Isaiah 58 verse 7. I'm not going to hide from my own flesh. I'm not going to be oppressed and gagged and drug into the wilderness. Not without a fight. Ultimately, Yar's on the throne and he's in control. But at what point will you say something? Or will you just get so used to going along as the temperature turns up, as it will inevitably be turned up, that you've already acquiesced to going along? The more that you do, the harder it will be. To take the stand you all have to make that decision i can't make it for you some people think that i'm making stands too early but all i know is that i've had successes and failures along the way and i've learned a lot and those lessons have been very valuable very valuable very valuable indeed but we must learn to speak out We surely must. It's biblical. That's why I speak of the Constitution. That's why I speak of the federal laws in this country. Because we must use the federal laws and the Constitution. Not for us, but for them. We hold one another accountable to the word of Yahuwah. But we are to hold them accountable to their laws. Paul did it. Have we not learned anything from the holding of the nations and the kingdoms of men account to their own laws? Because when we do, you will find yourself liberated from the tyranny and the scourges that they are trying to put upon you. We live in a very transitionary time right now where we need to be able to wisely navigate kingdoms, the kingdoms of this world, by moving in the kingdom of Yahweh and his authority down here on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning, we've been given the keys, but too many of you are afraid to use them. But we have been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Use them. Because they loose and they bind. Open and close. Down here, just as they do up there. So don't scoff at me when I fumble around with the keys. And I've put the wrong key in the wrong door and got nowhere, but I've also got the right key, and opened some pretty amazing powerful doors, and had some amazing experiences, and sometimes I choose the wrong key for the wrong door, and sometimes I get it right, but this is learning to navigate the kingdom of heaven, as it is in heaven, it shall be down here, Don't be afraid to use the keys of the kingdom now. Matthew 16 verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Paul knew this. And he faced perilous, perilous trials as we are going to be facing and some of us already have. Matthew 10 verse 17. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to their councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And they shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. We speak as a testimony against them. Even when we're put in perilous and quite oftentimes pressing situations. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how and what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak, but the Ruach, the Spirit of Yahweh, the Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up brother to death. The neighbor's going to tattle on you. The person in the grocery store is going to call the manager on you. They may even call the police on you. They're going to tattle it. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And brother shall deliver brother up unto death and father the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but he that endureth to the end shall be saved remember the keys remember the keys when you're being scourged use the keys Acts 22, verse 24. The chief captain commanded Paul to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. And they bound him with thongs. And then look what Paul did. Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? He was quoting the Tanakh, the Torah. No, he wasn't. He was holding them accountable to their own laws. This is the devout follower of Yahushua that was given the Damascus Road experience. But he was quoting Roman law when he was up against the wall and they were trespassing against him. And he said, do you not know the Civil Rights Act of 1964? Do you not know the United States codes? Do you not know of the Constitution? Did you take an oath to uphold it? What you're doing is illegal and unlawful and you can be held liable five to ten years in prison. I'm paraphrasing in modern vernacular, but look what happened when he did such a thing. So those that mock and say, well, why would you as a Bible believer and a teacher be talking about the Constitution? Let's not be naive people, please, with our holier-than-thou attitude. Oh, it's Yom Kippur. I'm going to abstain from pizza and water today. As you do not do the weightier matters. And you hide your flesh and you're afraid of your own flesh because of some edict of some Roman governor somewhere. How far have we come? Yahushua trained us how to live amongst tyranny as free men and women. He lived it for us. This is not abstract. This is reality. This is reality. And Paul lived it too. And Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? Verse 26 of Acts chapter 22. When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? And he said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, What great sum obtained you this freedom? And Paul said, But I was born free. Were you born free? Last time I checked, I was born free. Now, you may have done some silly stuff, or your parents may have messed it up by doing some silly stuff with you, but you can always cancel those contracts. Then... Straight away they departed from him which should have examined him and the chief captain was afraid because they were held account to their own laws and they know what they're doing. But sometimes you may need to call the captain. You know what? I need to get your captain down here. Because on the morrow, he would lo- he would have known that certainly wherefore he was accused of the Jews. He loosed him from his bands. I'm not preaching what I'm not living. I'm not preaching what I'm not living and experiencing. It's the kingdom of God. Of heaven being brought down here and overcoming my fear. Overcoming my trepidation and navigating the holy word of Yahuwah. The law, the Torah of Yahuwah of which I am to be held accountable to by you and others who name the name of Yahuwah. And you better believe it that we need to hold the heathen accountable to their laws. They are for them. Paul did it, and you and I did it, and need to do it. Because if more of you had done it, we would not be in this predicament. Too many of you have gone along. Too many. And that's a sad thing. And I just wonder, I just wonder. Look at Australia. Australia. Look at where I grew up. America is supposed to be the last the last standing, but everybody's collapsing and falling. My son's studying constitutional law in, in, in his homeschooling. He's like the founding fathers. They gave it to us and they said, If you can keep it, everybody's just letting it go. So easily, without a fight, men and women died for this freedom. Paul used the laws to hold them to account. We need to as well. By using this process of navigation, Paul operated powerfully between the heavenly and the earthly kingdoms. Don't you see that? Ultimately, the maritime chains that tried to hold him, they were severed in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. He was out there on the maritime waters, was he not? And what happened? The ship was wrecked. The docket crumbled. And the maritime kingdom couldn't hold him. He became the living man on the land, ready to fully embrace the kingdom of Yahuwah and do his will. I don't know if any of you are getting what I'm saying here. I'm trying to lay it down as best I can on YouTube. By using the key, the same people that were whipping him became his protectors. The same people that were whipping him became his protectors. You can have that. It's available to you. But it all started by him being wise enough to know that you can't talk of heavenly things to people that are dead. Don't waste your breath. They don't understand. Kick it up to the judges. Because they don't understand. They're just the pawns. They only understand earthly things. So hit them with their own rule of law and bind them with it so you can be left alone to walk on the land and do your father's business. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone to go about my father's business. You go and serve your father. The devil. Because rough seas will not overcome me. And rough seas shouldn't overcome you either. We are the kingdom children. We are the children of Yah. And the way the government works, last time I checked, it rests upon Yahusha's shoulders. So if I become ensnared in this government, I call out to my government that rests upon my Savior's shoulders. Because they're all going to go down on their ship of fools. They are all going down on their ship of fools. Look at chapter 21, verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and those who whore and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. The very thing, the very thing that has been sent and designed to kill us, the woo flu. We're going to kill it. Don't you see that? Look, in Acts chapter 28, verse 3, after Paul's shipwreck, and he was released from the maritime seas of captivity He was wrecked on Malta, And the very thing that was designed to kill him, he ended up killing it. The very viper and virus, if you will, that was sent to kill him, but he shook it off. He shook it off and he killed it. It's time to shake the corona viper off of your life and kill it. Because we are the children of YAH. And we are not supposed to be citizens of this world. We're not going to die. We are not going to die from the viper. YAH is going to see us through this season. He is going to see us through this season for a surety. Look at the ninth verse. Because there came to me one of the seven heavenly angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and talked to me saying, come here and I will show you the bride, Israel, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of the heavens from Yahuwah, having the glory of Yahweh and its light. Well, it was a light like a stone most precious, even unto jasper, clear as a crystal. And it had a great high wall and had great twelve gates, and the gates, twelve heavenly angels. And the names which were written on the gates, these are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And there is no church gate. So you better align yourself with Jacob, Israel. And the whole of the scripture from Revelation to Genesis or from Genesis to Revelation. This is where we all unite triumphant in this 21st chapter to worship. Now, as we look at those keys from heaven that we're to use here on earth. They give us nine things that culminate with freedom. Number one, they give us access. Number two, they give us the power to unlock and to lock, to loose and to bind. They give you kingdom authority. Okay, if you've got the keys, you've got the authority to use them. They give you a seal of approval. They give you a blessing. You actually are able to walk in dominion. Nobody gets keys without being entrusted with stewardship. And when you have keys, you have the jurisdiction. You have the jurisdiction. And that keeps you free. They're going to try and take jurisdiction by using a false and fictitious name and title. You, person, resident, citizen. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. You just became surety. Last time I checked, the Bible says, you do not become surety for somebody else. You don't come surety for a fiction. Because if you do... You're in trouble. That's the devil's kingdom. And they're spinning that right now to wrap as many people as they can to take them into that net. As many people they can to wrap them into that net. But we know that we have a hope that is so bigger and better than this world because we have the keys to the kingdom. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. But ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living Yah, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and kahal, kehilar in the Hebrew, the congregation, of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to Yahweh the great judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Yahushua, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So we have a city and a country, and it isn't this city, and it isn't this country. Hebrews 11.10, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is Yahuwah. Because this city, this capital city, Portland, is that your home? Hebrews 11.16, but now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly. Wherefore, Yahweh is not ashamed to be called their Elohim, for he hath prepared them a city. You see the hope and the future that we have? In the 21st verse, it says, And the twelve gates were twelve crystals, if you will. Every gate was one crystal, and the streets of the city were pure gold, as if it were transparent glass, and I saw no temple in it. For the Master Yahuwah, El Shaddai, and the Lamb are the tabernacle of it. So this is crystals that just came from the earth as we are dust from the earth. These are living stones. So here, the pearls, if you will, are like metaphors for the living stone that make up Jacob's children that were promised to fill the very nations. We are the living stones that come into full view here in the 21st chapters. 21st chapter, you've got the 12 stones, gates that represent our final radiant redemption because it is all being secured or crystallized, if you will, by Yahusha's blood, right? It's like the pearl of great price that Yahusha spoke of in Matthew 13. It's a parable of twelve individual crystallized gates into the new Jerusalem. And Yahushua purchased all twelve tribes to go through those gates. He gave us entrance and keys to the kingdom. The city is patterned four square after the twelve stones, but not the twelve stones on the breastplate of Aaron. Because there was no pearls on his breastplate. This is Malkit Zedek in its full fullness that comes into view. And finally, we see as the closing verses on the 21st chapter, it says in the 23rd verse, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon. Apparently, Oregon had no need for the sun the past two weeks with all the blooming smoke, right? Well, what happens when Antifa get lasers? Those lasers can start fires. Oh I just we can't talk about that, can we? That's a conspiracy theory. Mm. Okay. Ignore all the live video footage all the two and three witness reports. Please don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of Yahweh did brighten it, and the Lamb is the light of it. And the nations of those that are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And there shall by no means enter it anyone that is from Hollywood, unclean, or whoever works an abomination and or makes up lies. Look, the final judgment here, it has two sides. It has a negative side, but it also has a positive side. Which side are you going to be caught up in? We will be caught up in the final judgment, but... Yah willing, if you're a child of Yah, you'll be caught up in the positive side. And those that align with the nations, well, they'll be caught up in the negative side. The negative side being the judgment of the wicked expressed in finality. The positive side, the book of life. This is so unique in that these final verses of chapter 21 are are symmetric scenes depicting judgment both negatively and positively. You see, everyone thinks of judgment as as negative. No, but there's a positive aspect to it. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And may you be written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Let's see what you've got to say on the chat. Some heavy hitters there today. My phone's blowing up. People are most probably upset. I'm sure. I'm sure, I upset the the boat somewhere. I usually do. Everywhere I go. Don't know what that says. I'm sure, a lot of you could say something about what that says. Let's have a look. See if I can master master the. Uh, Internet today. All right. If you let's uh, have anything you'd like to bring up in the chat, please, redline me. If you're on Facebook, you're on the wrong platform, you need to come over here, over onto YouTube, if you want to chat it up with me. Let's see. Let's make sure I've got all the little buttons located here. Okay. If somebody says here... Ha, ha, let's see, all right, covenant keepers said, I never did the census, why do you think they're so up on the census, because of course they want to track you and everything, but it's like $46,000 they get per person from the feds, so, you know, if you've got a household of six, that's like a quarter of a million they lost in federal funding, it's all about dollars. It's all about dollars, counting heads, right? Cuz you're all livestock if you're part of that. Kids, kids, your kids that live in enclosures, right? But we have a different different calling and it's a much higher calling. Mark Shroy, Shabbat Shalom Mark with a C. He says Shabbat Shalom Matthew. When they come for us, are we supposed to fight or turn the other cheek, a glock or a sig? Well, I think you answered your own question right there with your last closing statement right there. (laughs) Hopefully, we will be disappearing into the wilderness before it comes for that. But pray for peace and prepare for war and be a peacemaker and turn the other cheek. Always try and de-escalate and walk in honor because they're going to try and get you to escalate or they will try to escalate. De-escalation, de-escalation. Turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek. But when it comes to the women and the children and the saints, then you have to be your brother's keeper. When Amalek comes calling, who's going to look after the, the elderly? the frail. Somebody has to. It's not about acquiescing to the folly of man. That's for sure. That's for sure. Let's see what we got here. Diesel grandpa. Shabbat shalom diesel grandpa up there in Snohomish County. You talked a lot about keys today. Some worked, some didn't. I think we figured out the mess of keys Mrs. Diesel was talking about this morning. (laughs) Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Diesel actually did send me um, a couple of documents today, which were some nice little keys in those documents, uh, Mrs. Diesel. So we'll be using that. Going to be doing a little bit of copying and pasting on that one. All right. Much more truth. Shabbat Shalom. Much more down there in the Florida Keys. (laughs) No, he wishes he was in the Florida Keys. I think he's most probably in some ghetto city down there and hoping that he would be in the Florida Keys. Do you see Yom Kippur as the wedding day for the bride and Moshiach and Sukkot as the wedding feast? Well, that's a good way to look at it. I think that I'd like to hear you teach on that. And in fact, I think our brother is hosting one of the Connect TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect Zoom platforms with some great teachings going on on Friday night with in the Calendar Club. So, uh, yeah, kick into much more truth there. Chris and Chelsea Mulroney, we got to see you guys and the family last Shabbat, and that was a blessing. That was a blessing. Hope you guys are doing well this week. And Diesel Grandpa up there in Snohomish is answering a question, Glock, Matthew will say HK. Yes, that's, you know, that is true, that is true. Um, Jay Anthony, Shabbat Shalom, Jay. Matthew, on a scale of smooth to chunky, how much of a nutter are you, mate? I would say very chunky, very (laughs) chunky, big nutter, big nutter. Definitely, I like that. I like it. <laughs> All right, what have we got here? We've got. Oh, I missed it. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Ten four. Hang on. Ten four. Ten four. Ten four. Shalom. Shalom. Ten four. Ten four. Is it okay to join or organize a public protest on the street to win the court of public opinion? Thanks for reading. You know, ten four. Ten four. I am not an advocate of joining in with public protests. I get that from um, Shemot, the book of Exodus, the 21st chapter, not to give our hand to that because you know what? You're going to get the facial recognition. They're going to get you. They're going to flag you. And I just, those things can go sideways and get escalated way too much. And they usually, I've seen some really, especially here in Salem, Oregon, I've seen a good Christian girl start out something which was right and then people come along and hijack it and turn it for their cause. And the next thing you know you're going to get all of the all of the um, state um, bureaucracies weaponized against you and you're like well how the heck did that happen because that's the way the world is so for me um exodus chapter 21 let me see if i can find that scripture for you actually it's not even in exodus chapter 21 It is in Exodus chapter 23. This is my my source text. I don't get involved in um, public um, organized things. Riots, (laughs) definitely not. Or protests, I don't. You shall not circulate a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked for an unrighteous witness and you shall not follow a mob to do evil. It's usually a mob rule, those things. And usually they've got an ulterior motive that is evil. And it may start out good, but there are people that get involved and I don't want any part of that. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to de-escalate. And I want to walk in honor and integrity. And a lot of those things you end up with people that hijack those movements and it becomes a trouble. And I would well advise to stay away from it. That is their kingdom. It is not our kingdom. That's just me. That's my opinion. And here we go. YouTube. YouTube. This isn't really YouTube. YouTube says, I've got 40 acres in the mountains. Now, if this was really YouTube, they'd be like, yeah, I've got like a billion acres, right? Because they've taken all your money i've got 40 acres in the mountains of central washington we are willing to share with the tribes well we'd love if you can connect with tamra at the um shabbat fellowship um that would be great um please um tamra and joshua reach out to youtube here not the real youtube you're throwing me off with this username here Yashub, how are you, Yashub? I believe from the EU, somewhere there in the fallen state of Europe, says, at Chris and Chelsea Mulroney, no worries, brother, sister, it was meant in a funny way. Well, I miss whatever that was, but I'm sure we can scroll back later and have a look at your funny little joke. All right. Bill, how are you, Bill? Shabbat shalom, Bill Crane. Could you broadcast on BitChute? So you can speak more directly. I, you know what? That might be a good idea, Larry. We could do a couple of direct bit shoots without even doing this stuff, right? Well, we'll talk about that as possible. As possible. Giant killer. Where's Giant Killer up there? Oh, I lost you. You just. Um... <laughs> Samantha G. The Netzarim. They began to threaten me when I would not do the census. I still didn't send mine in. Nothing so far. Also love you, brother. Your services are so uplifting. That is called threats, coercion, and duress. Last time I checked, you can't do that. That's not right. You can't threaten, coerce, extort, and put somebody under duress. Right? And it was addressed to a resident. Who the heck is a resident? Isn't that a fictitious person? You see, what folly, what folly. But again, it's Babylon rising, mystery Babylon. All right, Louis Ann from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, that's, we've got people from all over. It's pretty inspiring, isn't it? Pretty inspiring. Healing throughout. Um, it was Exodus chapter 23, verse 1, where I was talking about mob rule. 104 104 is from Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada. Wow, see All right Look RH says something very wise don't grab a dog by the ears okay That's what a lot of this stuff is. You got to use some of those proverbs All right Shiloh we've got Shiloh Shiloh's coming in. he is still. Free and has not been rounded up yet. When Shiloh gets rounded up, then we really know it's coming down because he's pretty bold as a lion. He says, speaking about having victory, updated survival rates. Okay, I'll let you guys read what Shiloh said in the chat because we don't need to be kicked off here because of Shiloh. Crying out loud. Angela. Angela, bonjour. 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 Sabbath Shalom. My daughter got an email from the college that she goes to. If she doesn't get the C-19 vaccine before 11-11, she will be removed from the PA school. Well, again, you know, if um, they're just trying to violate people's civil rights, I would refer you to um, Title 42, Section 2000 and um, Section A of that law and read that for yourself and see if you qualify um what a world hey eh? what a world who would have ever thunk it hey eh? my goodness my goodness yeah it's getting with at least you're not in australia those of you that are in australia i know it's tough down there isn't it and some of you in the uk it's getting old boris is going off on the trotter isn't he Getting, locking everybody down six by six and all kinds of things, isn't it? Beating people over the head with a six by six, basically. It's, uh, it really is quite, quite a world to navigate, isn't it? Hannah Niebling from up there yonder on the northern side of Oregon says this. Is the renewed heaven's earth going to be after the millennium? Millennium, excuse me. If the present earth and heaven will be destroyed by burning, Second Peter 3, could unbelievers survive for us to rule over in the millennial kingdom? Well, that is the question. Do you ascribe to a post-millennium return or a pre-millennium return? Because that really changes everything. We do see through a glass dimly. And when you're talking about eschatology, it is sometimes hard to navigate. I'm more of a post-millennial view, but I'm not locked into it. I look, I wait, I see. Giant killer. Just wanted to say, thank you for speaking in the importance of the Constitution, how it applies to our lives. It is the law of the heathens, while ours is the word of Yahweh. Yes. But we're all to be held to some type of account. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. And Grandpa Diesel says, um, Diesel Grandpa, adios, PA school, is his answer. There you go. Yeah, I would say, well, if you're kicking me out, you can discharge my student debt. Please give it to me in writing. I want a full refund because you have broken contracts. So, use their laws against them again. 45 Kimba says Psalms 123 verse 4. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. Oh yes, the word of Yahweh is powerful, isn't it? And gives us great comfort in these times in which we live. It truly, truly does. Hey, Shabbat Shalom, Pixie from Dixie. Pixie from Dixie says, What should one do when the worship leader is arrested for no mask singing even if he is complying with the six-foot rule and outside? Well, the simple thing is to reserve all your rights without prejudice and zip it and do not put your hand to ink. Because if you do then you didn't reserve all your rights, okay? So again, de-escalation, de-escalation, and figure out, you know, ignorance of the law excuses no one. So, you know, you don't have any rights if you're not aware of them. So we do have a responsibility. I know that it's not Yars' law. We need to be aware of His Word, but we also are in the world. We have to navigate that. How each and every one of you chooses to do that is different. You know, um, me as a minister, and feeling that I have a responsibility to those that in the congregation that you are out there, that maybe are aged or ill. Um, who's going to who's going to speak for their, those people? Well, I have a responsibility to take the brunt of some hard things right now because I believe that there's going to come a time when that's going to be used for great good. Because we just read what Isaiah the prophet said, what Yom Kippur is truly about, isn't it? So... We do live in some strange, strange times. The Libby Tube. Hey, Shabbat Shalom, Libby. And thank you for sending me the Ha Azanu stuff this week. I meant to get back to you, but the week went from me quickly. Libby says, please consider teaching the book of Acts as the first century believers came, became his kingdom of priests. Woohoo, as his Ruach leads. Well, thank you, Libby. That's a great suggestion. If you have some suggestions on what you would like to hear, Um, me teach um, next session here because we're coming to the close of Revelation next week I'm going to take a little sabbatical and seek Yah what would it be? would it be the book of Acts? put it in the comments section or in the chat right now what you think you'd like I mean I I could go back and teach the Torah portions again it's been a few years I could do the half Torah the book of Acts or would it be time for something topical Some topical series would it be about hope would it be about love i mean it could be topical it could be the gospels there's so much to do what do we need what does yah want for us and his servants would it to be to go back and be evangelical with the malchizedek message and redo it without as much saltiness and strife because i've matured i don't have to defend it anymore i never really did But I felt I did. But now I know it. It's deep. There's no need to defend. People will either accept it or they don't. We had a gentleman, I wasn't on Shabbat Fellowship today, apparently from the United Kingdom that found the Malkizotic message and saw the liberation and the wonderful, wonderful beauty of that message. So we just welcome the brother into the flock. What a powerful thing. Yars people see. Yars people see. It's pretty amazing stuff. Carlos Guzman, well, of course, he wants me to teach on the Songs of Solomon because he's only been married for about six months, so we know where your mind's at, don't we, mate? Blooming Songs of Solomon, good grief. I'm sure my children don't need to hear that right now. Good grief. (laughs) Oh, I love it, I love it. Hmm. Daniel, Truth, Daniel, Esther, what else we got? David Robert Kerr, I'm that brother from the UK. Hey, Shabbat Shalom, David Robert Kerr. Put it in the chat, David. Where in the UK are you? Where in the UK are you, brother? And how are you holding up there with the Magna Carta shredded underfoot before you? How is that working out? My goodness, I can't even go back and visit my mum, can I? Because they'd be all up on me like a fly on (sighs) sausages and mash. Where are you? Where are you at in the UK? Where are you at? He's not replying. They must have come for him already. The bobbies came for him, the coppers, the bent coppers. Oh, Guzman has been married a year and a half. Thanks, Diesel Grandpa. I should know. I married them, right? <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> Good grief. They have a baby now. Oh my goodness, see, because they they learned they read the instruction manual in the Song of Solomon's. That's <laughs> yes, they're right. William Summers says, Shalom, help me here. What was the purpose of the tree of life in the garden when it was never utilized? Well, the tree of life. Of course, to, to, to live in perfect harmony with Yahweh and, 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 and partake of the fruit of eternal communion. But it, love cannot exist without a choice, right? Otherwise, it would be no different than Pharaoh and tyranny. So, yes. Oh, Bethany Bagwell um, says that our gentleman friend from the United Kingdom is from Wiltshire. Wiltshire, all right, okay. All right, and Yashub is saying, go for the book of Job or Psalms, which will take two years to complete. <laughs> Jay Anthony says Scotland Yard came for him in the UK. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't not be surprised. All right, we'll finish up here, guys. And um, let's see, let's finish up. Yep, David Robert Kerr. Let's just pray for our brother in the UK because I just feel so blessed that we have another, another sheep come in from the fold. So, Father, we do lift up, David, and we know, Father, that you have, have your hand upon his life, Father. And as a congregation, Abba, we come around our brother and we just pray, Father, that you would just encourage him, that, Abba, that you would just draw him ever closer to you. And that, Father, that he would make connections with other saints all over the world through this ministry, Father. And we just thank you for bringing our brother in and pray, Abba, that he would just drink of a wellspring of living water through the teachings and through the connections and through, Abba, this ministry that you have given us to steward, Abba. And we thank you and give you all the glory for David and Abba for what you've done in his life, obviously leading him right here to Torah to the tribes. And we'll finish up with Tony. Tony's from Cornwall. So there you go. Oh, my goodness. I could go on holiday to England if they didn't lock me down. But I'd have to visit my mum in Surrey first, and then we'd have to go up to Wiltshire and down to Cornwall for a little bit, a spot of surfing. That would be fun down there. You can do some surfing down in Cornwall. They've got some big waves down there. So anyway... What a blessing. What a blessing. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, it is Sukkot. We have got some um, congregational camps going on across the nation. And if you want to find out about those, then you are going to have to connect with some of our brethren on the Zoom platforms and ask questions. Or Go into the Shabbat Fellowship on Facebook and ask some questions about where they would be. You can also go to TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect. Go down to that feast site and connect on the feast calendar on Facebook, I believe it is. And navigate around and we will get back to you. Somebody will. And try and connect you with some brethren in your area. Until next week, y'all willing, stay safe, be blessed, and press in. He is with us, and we know that the government ultimately rests upon Yahushua's shoulders. Please give us some thumbs up right now. It's appropriate to do that, don't you think? And subscribe to the channel. It really does make a difference. Kicks us up in the old YouTube analytics. And a lot of people have found the ministry by that suggested scrolling on the side and Torah to the Tribes popped up because you thumbed up right now. It does make a difference. And please consider stewardship and donating to the ministry. It really does mean so much. Thank you all for the support, for the kind words And for the blessings, would they come back upon you a hundredfold. Shabbat shalom.